Good evening, and welcome to What We Lose in the Shadows, a father-daughter true crime podcast. My name is Jamison Keys. I'm Caroline. Today's trigger warnings are murder, rape, sodomy, child abuse, and kidnapping. I'm going to let you guys know, today's case is going to be extremely hard to hear. Um, All of the cases are, of course, but this one is a little more intense uh, in the description that we'll be giving. I'd like to start off today with a definition. Femicide is defined by the United Nations Division focusing on justice for women and girls as an intentional killing with a gender-related motivation. Femicide may be driven by stereotyped gender roles, discrimination towards women and girls, unequal power relationships between men and women, or harmful societal norms. This is an umbrella term that encapsulates many types of murders and crimes such as domestic violence, sexual assault, amongst others. It has overlap with other forms of hate crimes as well, like racially motivated killing of women and girls. It can be applicable when the victim is a minority by the way of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Other ways we see femicide are the abducting and murdering of little girls and women, sexual trafficking that ends in murder or death due to the circumstances that they were in, and honor killings focused on women and girls. On a Wednesday in October 2016, the day will now be called Black Wednesday. Women and allies dressed in black from Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, Mexico, Guatemala, amongst other countries, took to the streets to protest gender-based violence. In Spanish, this was called Ni Una Menos, for Not One Woman Less. A woman named Marta Montero led a march on that day and many others in Mar del Plata, Argentina. This is because her six-year-old daughter, Lucia, was a victim of femicide. Marta tells a BBC reporter, things like this have happened to many in Mar del Plata, and they've never been listened to. Marta tells BBC by telephone later that we've gotten used to living like this, and it can't go on. The world has got to know. She points this out while the world echoed chants against femicide and rape. Marta says, what happened to my daughter was horrific and it needs to be the pivot that change turns upon. We cannot continue to live like this. Let's talk about Lucia Perez. Going back to October of the same year, 2016, the 8th of October, Lucia Perez was abducted from near her school. She was drugged, repeatedly raped, and sodomized until two men took Lucia to a hospital and left her there. She arrived there freshly washed and dressed, yet unconscious. The two men were trying to pass her state off as being the result of a drug overdose. She arrived barely alive, but later succumbed to her injuries of the sexual attacks by bleeding out. The doctors later found evidence that she had been subjected to extreme sexual violence after a physical exam. Later that year, a month later, in 2018, two men, Matias Farias and Juan Pablo Afadani were convicted of drug dealing in relation to the situation. The judge decided to throw out the charges of rape and femicide because they could not prove that consent was not given. 
Well, wait a minute. How old was she? 16. Ridiculous. It is. And let me be very clear. No one can consent to their murder via sexual violence. And the fact that sexism and the ignorance run so deep, so systemically, that federal judges are able to overlook cases like this proves how much work we still have to do. Absolutely. This ruling caused a countrywide outrage. And I would like to point out that although this one did catch the eye of the nation, many thousands of others did not. Many other very similar cases all around the world have let the murderers go because they said the prosecution could not prove consent was not given. However, this case caught the eye of someone very important and influential, Argentina's president, Alberto Fernandez. He visited the Perez family on International Women's Day in 2020. On Twitter, Fernandez criticized the country's justice system for what he called a lack of gender perspective in the previous trial. Because of this, the case was annulled by an appeals court in 2020, stating a lack of gender perspective and incompatibility with international human rights law. Marta, Lucia's mom, told Al Jazeera in 2022, just last year, that her daughter's absence was as painful as ever. She said that your soul hurts. You feel it in your body. Your body hurts. It's terrible. But she promised to keep fighting for justice. She and her husband, Guillermo Perez, started an NGO, a nonprofit, that tracks femicides as well as advocates for the victims. Matias Ferrarias was convicted to life in prison for sexual assault, supplying narcotics and femicide. The court determined that Juan Pablo Afadani was an accessory to the crime and only gave him eight years. Somehow. For a little girl's life. Correct. And this is how the situation lies. With one rapist and murderer away for life and the other one that will be out in eight years or less. Is it justice? Yes and no. It is justice in the sense that one horrible, disgusting human will spend the rest of their life in prison for what they did. But it isn't because the other will not and will probably do it again. And it isn't justice because it continues to happen to women and girls everywhere. It isn't justice because Lucia Perez is gone. And it isn't justice because her family and her friends and community miss her. And it isn't justice because she never gets to live as she was supposed to. And because those two horrible men decided that their sexual desires were more important than all of that. They thought that they were entitled to do whatever they wanted to a vulnerable young girl. And this is why we have to fight for equality and equity in all forms, not just for women, but for children, for BIPOC, for LGBTQIA people, for disabled people and everybody else. Because as long as that there's this hate towards different demographics, these heinous crimes will continue. Absolutely. And, and they, were, they were cartel related or drug related somehow? No. Just drugs sellers they had they i don't think so they just had drugs or the accessibility to drugs which is not uncommon to anyone so these two drugged up pieces of human garbage just got a wild hair and said hey you know what would be fun really that's what happened yeah and people don't want to go to the police and tell them because they are laughed at or they just aren't taken seriously and they don't want to ruin their reputations and sometimes it's their bosses, like with Robin Abrams. 
she didn't want to tell. And then when she did, she got fired. So right. some people can't afford to lose their jobs over this. Like, I mean, there's so many different reasons why this stuff continues. But what really needs to happen is we need to listen to the people that this happens to. Because it's not just women. It's not just girls. It happens to men. It happens to little boys. It happens to non-binary people, to trans people. It happens to everyone. Sexual assault is not only based on, like, women and girls. It, it does happen more to them. But, you know, this is why we need to listen to people and really take their account seriously. So I have a few statistics for you that come from RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network here in the U.S., a nonprofit that does a lot of statistics um, surrounding sexual assault and prevention and incest. The first statistic that I'd like to share with you today is that one in six women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. Comparatively, one in 33 men will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. And only 310 people out of 1,000 sexual assault survivors will be or will report their abuse to the police. Wow. 310 out of 1,000. So these are the statistics that come from those statistics, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. As in like 30%, around 30% will be reported. And in that 30%, one in six. So it's probably a higher statistic that we would be looking at if people did report. And we already mentioned why people don't report. Or I don't want anyone to feel like we're pressuring people to report their sexual assaults. It all is very, you know, individualized. Exactly. But you want to create an environment where they feel that they can if they want to. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, there's a whole nother component of it in terms of so many times that uh, different organizations, criminal organizations and so on will do something similar in that they will abduct someone and, you know, apply them in the trade of sex trafficking and, and, and things like that. So it's not only just to sociopaths who decide to, to go around and, and rape young women. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you have organizations, you know, criminal organizations and enterprises that actually do this to, as a way of making money. And it is disturbing in that sense as well, because they're using women as objects. Right. They're literally using them as if they are drugs or as if they are money. They'll trade them around like they're pieces on a chessboard. I saw a story not long ago where this, uh, this man, and I can't remember if it was in Cambodia or somewhere in that part of the world, he had multiple children. And he was having trouble making ends meet. So what did he do? He sold his youngest 10-year-old daughter into uh, a sex trafficking ring. And That's they, so disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. How can you possibly live with yourself? How can you consider yourself a human being you know, yeah. if you do something, anything like that, let alone to a child of yours? Or no. your own. Yeah, exactly. Own and as you probably well know, it happens everywhere, including here. Um, there's... Far too many cases of things like that happening to young children, even here in the United States. I know. I had um, I had a coworker a while back when I was working in retail in college who was a nurse on the side of also working in retail. So a lot of time. I don't know how she did that. But um, she told me horrible stories. She worked in pediatrics, and she would often see... Kids come in showing signs of trafficking, sexual assault from their guardians. So, wow. 
yeah, and it was very scary. She worked on a military base too, so it was it was a lot to unpack with that. And she would come to to work with like these horrible stories, and and you know she was just trying to like unpack them herself because she had to like you know treat these children who were sometimes less than two oh. that their oh. parents would yeah like would traffic them. And that's another thing about trafficking is that it's not just like being sold to someone else. It's it can also be like a guardian, you know, bringing people in to you know have someone hurt their children harm their children and then you know for money typically it's horrible it's horrible you know and that's why i think it's incumbent upon good people everywhere to be aware of what's going on around you and to not turn a blind eye to it yes if you see something wrong say something about it Mm -hmm. let's try that this generation to be the generation that actually breaks this vicious cycle i agree and and do something right for the children i agree and for women men everyone Absolutely. Everyone. Because everyone can be a victim of this, although children and women are at a greater risk. But, you know, if you see something, you should say something. If you see someone staggering off with someone who's too drunk, step in. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Have a friend come with you. Don't just go alone, too. Have a friend come with you. Hey, we saw that she's too drunk. We're taking her home. Everyone needs a wingman. Everyone needs, yeah, everyone needs a wingman, but not, like, just to, like, introduce people to more like an angel everyone needs an angel everyone needs someone looking out for them everyone and needs we an need archangel to, <laughs> yes we need to look out for each other Absolutely. you know even if you don't know you know trying to mind your business is like something that you know a lot of people in this day and age like think like i don't want to get into trouble i don't want to like you know stick my neck out but like in these kind of situations this it's, it's really important Follow the show on whatever streaming site you're listening on. And remember, all of the source material will be available in the show notes. And follow us on Instagram at What We Lose in the Shadows. And let us know if you want to hear a specific case. Or if you just want to give us some feedback. Okay, join us in the shadows next Tuesday. Bye.